time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good morning and welcome. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time with Tom Ward and Garrett. We're glad you're with us as uh, we kick off a brand new day. Plenty to talk about today. Boy, what another great night in Baylor basketball last night with the Baylor women going on the road, beating Iowa State, winning a conference championship or at least a share of it. And then how about those Baylor men? They go to uh, they go to the Irwin Center to close out the Irwin Center. Final game in the Irwin Center for the Texas men and the in a packed house, and it was rocking, and the Baylor Bears come away with a win. Uh, they went 7-2, and two, incidentally, on the road in Big 12 Conference play. By far better than anybody. I mean, I mean, what a tremendous, tremendous uh, season for for the Bears, and we're going to dive into all that good stuff as we welcome you into the program. Let's uh, let's go around the horn today. Let's start with Ward. Ward, how are you this morning? Outstanding. <laughs> See, I, you guys thought a curveball was coming, but I threw you a slider. Garrett, how are you? I'm good. 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 Uh, impressions, just quick impressions on last night basketball. Uh, you know, you look at the Bears; they played well, and women last night did it again. It just Two outstanding performances all the way across the board. Man, the, the women's game, it, it looked like you could tell Baylor was made of All-Americans, and Iowa State was just struggling to keep up with them. Melissa Smith just totally dominated the game. Uh, as far as the men go, you went into a hostile environment. We knew it was going to be raucous to get started. They were able to weather the storm and really get things rolling in the second half and just kind of sealed the, sealed the deal against Texas. Are you starting? Not that you want to. But do you think this team is starting to get comfortable playing without L.J. Cryer, understanding that if he comes back, it's probably going to be late and, you know, he may not come back. I mean, the injury is such that he may not be able to get back and help this team. You know that you're not going to have Jonathan, John Wachachua. So do you think this team is starting to – to create its new identity and, and understand, hey, this is this is the group that we've got to go play with, and let's just go do what we do. Yeah, possibly. I, you know, they they kind of turned the corner. You've mentioned it several times against Kansas State. I think that vaulted them into being comfortable within themselves, and um, it, it hasn't changed for them since then. I feel like they've kind of acknowledged the fact that. This is this is what we have. We mm-hmm. gotta we gotta work with what we have, and they've embraced it. I would like to see them, you know, get off to a little better starts. When you look <laughs> at the past couple of games, and granted, look, it was against Kansas, and it was on the road against UT, but it, it took a while to get rolling. But once they did, you know, you saw arguably the best team in the nation. I'm gonna tell you right now, they were they were very very good in the second half, and and you could talk about. Well, Flagler had 16 in the second half. Akinjo was really good in the second half. But you better go look at their defense in the second half. Their defense was terrific. Terrific. It was. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they were just flat terrific in the second half. And uh, there was a huge crowd there. But there were spurts where that place got quiet, which was, you know, and it's interesting how how when you're doing your thing, how that can flat take a a group out of – out of the game, and it did. I mean, there were a couple of times there where you're like, hey, you can hear the ball bouncing. 
I think that's kind of how Kansas did Baylor's crowd initially to start the game. Like they, they went out rolling, and it was, you know, you saw everybody, a record crowd there, but it was just crickets. And then once they started establishing the rhythm, the crowd got into it and it totally changed the dynamic. So Baylor did an excellent job of taking Texas out of their, their element there. So we'll talk about that coming up uh, here in just a few minutes. Also, we will uh, – We'll, we'll welcome into the program a little later on in the mor- uh, this morning, Shehan Jayarajan from CBSSports.com. He wrote an article uh, just, I guess, last night or maybe late yesterday afternoon uh, with the uh, with the announcement from uh, Coach Art Bras that he has decided not to uh, to take the Grambling position, and we'll get into that a little bit. And, and again, everybody has an opinion, and you're certainly entitled to yours. We're certainly entitled to ours. Uh, but I'll ask the question and, and you know, I, I'm not, this is not, has nothing to do with whether you think he did something wrong or didn't do something wrong. I mean, that's, that's, that's totally up to you, but at what point does a person get a second chance, a second opportunity, or is it so egregious that he, that you're just, you just can't do it? Uh, and and again, that, that's all so personal to each and every person on how they view this. I mean, you know, I can't tell you how to view it. You can't tell me how to view it. Uh, but, you know, everybody has an opinion on it on, you know, does a person get that that second chance at second opportunity? Or is it to a point in your opinion that, hey, it, we just can't move forward like this and, and it start, you know, look. There's been two or three start and stops, uh, and, and they've been real quick. And so I, where he, I don't know that he that he has an opportunity anyplace else at 66 years of age, and and every time he he takes an opportunity, it uh, it, it closes in a hurry. I think for me, he had an opportunity and he took advantage of it at Mount Vernon. Did we hear anything? Was there anything coming out of there? And you're dealing with high school kids at that point. So you're telling me that you can go work with high school kids, but you're unable to work with college athletes. That makes no sense. Well, uh, again, that's, you know, it's everybody has a, a, a view of it. So, uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm not here to tell you how to view it. Uh, and I'm not here to tell you what to think. I mean, everybody has their own opinion on how this thing should, uh, should go. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk to Shehan Jayaraja about that coming up at 7.30. Major League Baseball, <laughs> we drew a line in the sand, and we're not going to go beyond this. Well, yeah, we are. We're going to have another deadline. So the deadline that was a drop-dead deadline is no longer a drop-dead deadline. We've got a new drop-dead deadline. Everybody with me? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. So the new drop-dead deadline is, is 4 o'clock today. And they're going to start back, I guess, around ten o'clock this morning. Does, does it? Is, is today the end all? I, I don't know. I don't I, think it is. I, I feel like this is going to drag out for quite some time. Well, obviously, until they get a deal done. But when are they going to start? Actually, Major League Baseball says we cannot have baseball games if we don't have a deal done by Monday. Well, now it's Tuesday. You know, and I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I don't want any of the games canceled, and I want them to sit in that room until they get a deal. But don't tell me you got a drop dead deadline that this is it. Oh, okay, we're gonna change it. I mean, what does what is Major League Baseball telling the players association? It's just sending an awful message. Huh? Good question. I don't know. 
I mean, if, if you have a deadline, I thought a deadline was a deadline. Yeah, that, it's it's getting to the point where it's silly now. Yeah, get a deal done. Bunch of grown men, figure it out. Yeah. You know, right now I'm ticked off at both of them. I'm about done with baseball. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Fans are the ones that are getting pushed around in this deal. I've been done with baseball. It, it's been like it's always been a distraction. It's slow. It doesn't keep my attention. I just this this is like a revolving door with them, in my opinion. See, I love baseball. Always have. I love the nuances of the game. Uh, I love that it's random. You know, it, and it is. I mean, Ward can go to the plate and hit a line drive that's caught by the second baseman because it's hit right at him. You can go to the plate and hit a 14 hopper that's 10 feet to the left of the second baseman and it gets through. Ward had a better hit, but you get the right. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's the game is so random. Uh, it, it's, you know, and no two games look alike. I mean, it, I, I, I love baseball. But anyway, uh, all right. So we'll, we'll get into that today. The, uh, the work stoppage, if you will, or the lockout, whatever you want to call it. And, and we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk to Craig Way. He's the voice of the Texas Longhorns. We're not going to talk about the game. I want to get his thoughts on the Irwin Center. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff over what forty something years. I think would they open it in seventy nine, something like that. Uh, I want to get and, and I can't imagine anybody's called more games or been to more events than Craig in that place doing. Texas basketball, women's basketball, and UIL basketball. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure he's gone to a concert or two in there. But, you know, I just – I like to know some just random stuff like who is the best player that he's seen come through there? Who's the best opponent right. that he's seen come through there in all those years? I've never stepped one foot inside that building. Are you kidding me? Dead serious. Wow. Wow. Never. How about that? Great place. I've heard. I always felt like it was dark, though, in there. Did you – yeah, it's kind of dark. And I'm like, turn the lights on. <laughs> I think they can. I just think they keep that. They just choose. That atmosphere. <laughs> I just, I can't. You walk in there and go, you know what? I'll help you, but turn the lights on. <laughs> I'll show you where the switch is. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but anyway. All right, 7-10, 10 minutes after 7. That's kind of what we got going on for you this morning. Uh, time to check the weather forecast and our weather this morning is brought to you by the Nietzsche Group. Since 1949, the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and binding insurance needs, and you can check them out at thenitchegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An upper-level system moving through will give us mostly cloudy skies today. It's still going to be mild, though, as high temperatures top out at 71 degrees. Mostly cloudy skies continue tonight. We drop to 40, and then turning mostly sunny tomorrow looks beautiful with a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us March 3rd live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and, if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one -on -one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robertson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. All right, welcome back into the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we are brought to you this morning by Good Feet in the uh, Central Texas Marketplace. Also by VersaLift Southwest, hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs at 7601 Imperial Drive. Pro Star Rental, the number one choice for all your equipment needs in Belton and in Robinson. And, of course, by Big Boys Record Service, family-owned and operated since 1984. No job too big or too small for BJ and the group over at Big Boys Record Service. All right, uh, 7-15, 15 after 7. Let's, let's, let's just begin, let's begin with, the, with the men and just what a ball game. Again, last night when you, when you stop and look at uh, – I, I, I love the way Flo Thamba's playing right now. I mean – 
Garrett, he he's running the floor. I mean, he's doing a nice job. He is. I, I was. I've been really impressed with him. I think he's played his best basketball over the past three games, and he's shown that he could be a true big man, and he could do every facet of the position. He does a really good job of getting out in transition. His rebounding has gone up a notch, and he's really disciplined. I, he's still. I was kind of concerned about him getting into foul trouble, um, and he still needs to kind of cut cut it out a little bit with the flopping. But once he gets done with that, I think he's going to be really solid. I just love the way in such a pure shooter. The the job that that Flagler did, Ward, particularly in the second half, nineteen points, sixteen of those coming in the second half. He's such a pure shooter. I mean, it, it it's just it, it's really Smooth. kind of it is. It's kind of poetic to watch, isn't it? Just yeah. when he when he when he takes that fifteen to seventeen foot jump shot, it's just clean, isn't it? It is. I mean, he, and he's comfortable doing it too. He 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 has no fear anywhere on the floor. No, you're right. That's a great point. He and Akinjo, and I I kind of thought that James was in a shooting slump, but not inside. I mean, when he was able to go inside, I mean, some of those arcing shots off the off the glass are unbelievable. But the jump shot, particularly the three pointer, I think. Kenja was struggling, but he kind of got things going, particularly in the second half. Well, I think he's still trying to get his his rhythm and, and mm-hmm. get his feet back under him. But he's to me, Akinjo is more of a true point guard. He he wants to look to facilitate and get others involved around him and look to score second. As far as jump shots go, if he obviously if he gets the chance to drive, he's going to do that. But if once he kind of gets back into the zone and clicks it. It starts shooting. I mean, he's the one of the best guards in the nation. You know, we talked about their defense. I didn't realize this, but. Baylor held Texas without a point for four minutes and 45 seconds in the most critical time of the game in the final seven minutes. When you can't score, you can't win. Nope. And they were unable to score uh, because of Baylor's lockdown defense. I mean, that's that's just tremendous. And, you know, we, we, we talked about the two home losses where things were kind of just, you know, they were disjointed. Let's just be honest. But this is a team that finished seven and two in Big Twelve road games this season. The league's best record in the conference. Uh, in that's nothing unusual. This team has been winning on the road for the last several years. They're now twenty-one and five in Big Twelve road games over the last three seasons. Stop and think about that for just a minute. Is that not mind-boggling? Ward, we talk about this league all the time, trying to just steal one on the road. Still went on the road, my foot. They're twenty-one and five. Yeah, that's amazing, and and nobody's even close to them. No, I mean you're right. They're they're not. Uh, Scott Drew after the game talking with John Morris and Pat Nunley on the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield talked about talked about the Flagler and uh, and Akinjo and how they got things going in the second half. Second half, uh, Adam Flagler had sixteen of his nineteen points in the second half, and James had fifteen of his nineteen in the second half. Yeah, both of them really uh, uh, stepped up, and James really shot with confidence mm-hmm. today. Really did a great job out there, and uh, they did a good job uh, uh, first half taking us. Uh, uh, man, I tell you what, this place was loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really hard to communicate, and uh, credit to what I mean. We've been to tech what Coach Beard did with that atmosphere there, and what he's done here because. I know it was the last game, but it, it, this place is a loud arena. So um, we didn't communicate as well. We didn't execute as well. That's on me. And uh, I thought second half our offense in front of our bench, we did a much better job with things. And then defensively, it turned around when we got some stops and got in transition. That is uh, Scott Drew uh, on the win last night. But, uh, man, what what a 
and it was an atmosphere. I mean, you. I mean, just watching it on television, you could sense that uh, this place was this place was rocking. And I'm like, okay, so Saturday night at your place, it was crazy, and then Monday night on the road, mm-hmm. you're in. Welcome to the Big Twelve. <laughs> welcome to this league. I, but, but guys. Can, will they see anything down the road that they haven't already seen in this league? I mean, Probably I, I can't imagine that they would. No, they're not. And that, I feel like if you can go on the road and you can play in these types of atmospheres that they've been able to do, you know, even with the losses at Tech and the loss at Kansas, you're not going to see that in March. And you're going to be, and you already have the experience from last year. I think they're going to be uh, start. I mean, they're going to click and they're going to roll. I, I feel like. Have a great opportunity sitting out in front of them. You're right. I mean, they're, they're not going to be in any more of a hostile environment than they've already been in in the yeah. Big 12. I mean, you know, you, there's a couple places that you, you'll you play. But, again, look, tournament time, it's all neutral. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it gives you a distinct advantage, I think. Oh, I, I, that's what That was kind of my point. You've done all of this, so there's nothing that you're going to find – in Philadelphia or San Antonio, wherever they send them, Fort Worth, wherever they go, uh, there's nothing that's going to be there that you haven't already faced in this league night in and night out. And, and, You're right. And there's the advantage, well, another one of those advantages, as you point out, if you can survive and get through it, Look, look, you know, in, in when you play in a – in you know, we talk high school football all the time, mm. and you're like, if you can get through this league – You've got a great run. Well, I, I feel the same way with, with this conference. I mean, seven teams probably going to be in the NCAA tournament, and you faced every kind of environment. You faced every kind of team. You faced teams that want to run. You faced teams that want to slow you down. You, you've you faced teams with, with tremendous point guards. You faced teams with tremendous center. I mean, you faced everything. I mean, this league gives you – the opportunity to – I mean, it does. It prepares you for postseason play. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt. It does. It, Absolutely it, does. If you can get through somewhat healthy. And obviously this team is not where they want to be. And it's it's and they've kind of reinvented the wheel. I mean, they have. I mean, this was a perimeter shooting team that liked to get it and go. And, and now they're – you know, look, they're a half-court offense a lot of times, and and their offense runs through Akinjo. I mean, through uh, well, it does run through Akinjo a lot, but it, all, it runs through Flo Thamba. Uh, and this was a guy that, you know, what, three weeks ago was playing 18, 19 mm-hmm. minutes? Yeah. You know, always in foul trouble, seemed like. And, and now he, it's just a, a different-looking – he's playing with a different level of confidence right now and, and playing at a high, much higher level, in my opinion. I wonder if he's just like like I wonder if the change and putting him on the court is established able to establish him to get into a rhythm that like he wasn't able to do when he switched in time. You know what I'm saying? Like get into the feel of the game out and play better. I, I don't know. I I think they finally I think they said, hey, look, you're out here. You're 25. You're 28. You're 30 minutes. You're going to play. And you've got to stay out of foul trouble, and you've got, and you, you know, you've got to produce. And I think he has. I mean, I think he has, he has certainly stepped up and, and and been strong. Now, speaking of atmospheres, the in Ames, Iowa, for Iowa State and Baylor, thirteen thousand nine hundred and seven was the attendance. It was rocking. Thirteen thousand for a while. It was for about five minutes. I mean, that team. 
How good are they? I mean, I, I don't know. But, man, oh, man, that's a good Iowa State team, and they dismantled them, particularly in the second quarter. It wasn't even close. I, watching Alyssa Smith, she was hands down the best player on the court. Nobody, no doubt. They, they couldn't guard her with two or three people. I thought they did an excellent job of getting out in transition. Caitlin Bickle was really remarkable uh, in the post on defense and getting out into transition and getting those buckets. I was so impressed with Baylor last night. Baylor doubled them up in the second quarter, 22-11, to 11, and doubled them up in the third quarter, 28-14. to 14. On the road in front of 13,000 with a conference championship on the line. I mean, and you mentioned you mentioned Alyssa Smith. She, By the way, she was named the Big 12 Player of the Week last week. Well on her way this week. She had 28 and 20. That's ridiculous. 28 points and 20 rebounds. She owned the game. Yeah, she's the best player in the, in the country. Period. She she's she should have POI beside her name, Player mm-hmm. of the Year. There is no question about that. She's the best in this conference by far. She's the best. And, and look what she did. By being able to, to work down inside, that allowed Jordan Lewis to go off from the outside. Seven of 14 from three-point land. And therefore, while I didn't think she was ever going to miss. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job of because Iowa State going in, you know, that was their their thing. They were, were going to shoot threes. They completely took them out of their game. No, and, they and weren't. Flipped it on them. <laughs> no, they weren't. Yeah, they they could they could not get a clean look nope. at a three. Jordan Lewis, twenty three points by the way, seven of fourteen from three point land, and she was getting clean looks because they were trying to figure out a way how to keep the ball off the block. Yeah, with with uh, with uh, Nalissa Smith, that was. Man, that was, again, just a terrific game. Afterwards, Nikki Collin talking with uh, with uh, the radio crew, uh, Derek and uh, Sophia on the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield, and she talked about the win. Just digging in. I mean, I, I thought we, we guarded really, really hard. Um, you know, we gave up some early offensive rebounds, um, and from there, you know, most of them were team rebounds, but um, – you know, I just think we bought into the game plan. We guarded them really hard. We we said Donarski was the key um, that, you know, we were able to get her in a little bit of foul trouble, which certainly helped. But, um, you know, we played through lists when we needed to, and she was she was an All-American tonight. I mean, she was the number one pick, the um, national player of the year, the Big 12 player of the year. She was all those things. And I think by playing through her, um, she gave this team confidence. You know, she was poised. She was under control. She made shots. Um, she was defending and not giving up threes to Ashley Jones. And so, you know, we, we she led us tonight. She led us on the floor. And then Jordan kind of took over in the second half. Terrific win. I mean, just when you go on the road and you do what they did, uh, that's, that's, just, that's just a terrific win. 87 to 62, your final. Uh, the Baylor wins it, and they now are. And again, I just I kind of get tickled when I stop and think about where this team was through the first couple of games and struggling in that Kansas game. And man, oh man, ever since then they have been on a roll. Twenty four and five overall, fourteen and three in conference play, and they will uh, close it out against Texas Tech on Sunday afternoon at 
the Ferrell Center. All right, uh, it is 727. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. More on Baylor basketball coming up in our next hour here on the program. Coming up in just a few minutes, it is Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. We'll talk to Shehan about basketball. We'll get into some football stuff and a whole lot more. But I want to tell you about uh, a, a great opportunity for you. It's, it's a place called Twisted Creek Ranch. And right now, they've got a, a sneak preview of a land sale that's coming up Saturday, March the 19th, and, and Sunday, March the 20th. Y- you can get 10 acres for $99.9. You can get a 1,200-square-foot barn dominium shell with 10 acres for only one fifty nine nine. Now, you're saying, where is this beautiful place? Well, i tell you where it's at. Uh, it, it, it's it's about 20, 20 minutes away from, from Comanche and Hamilton. Beautiful home sites with prime centralized location, just 20 minutes from, uh, from Comanche and from Hamilton. Gated entrance, county and private roads, peaceful creek meandering through the community, uh, low taxes through uh, ag valuation. They've got camping, fishing, horseback riding, hiking trails, water sports, and it's not too terribly far from Lake Proctor. If, you, if you're familiar with where Lake Proctor is, and by the way, Lake Proctor's got a great golf course, perfect for a weekend getaway or as a primary residence. I mean, you can check it out, and if you need more information, here's a phone number for you. It's 877-333-9413, 877-333-9413, or you can learn more at TwistedCreekTX.com, TwistedCreekTX.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA Tour's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot-for-shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches, 
64 players, one champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our second minimum rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor jumped up seven spots to third in the latest men's college basketball poll. They celebrated by beating Texas and Austin 68-61. Gonzaga remains on top, followed by Arizona. Duke moves up to fourth with Auburn falling to fifth. The Baylor women also won on the road at Iowa State 87-62 to grab at least a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship. A win over Texas Tech on Sunday will give them the outright title. Not wanting to be a distraction, former Baylor head coach Art Browse has resigned as the offensive coordinator at Grambling four days after accepting the job. Baylor softball at home tonight for a doubleheader against Prairie View A&M. Glenn Moore's team has opened the season 8-5. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan J. Araja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.33, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we do welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shahan J. Araja. Shahan, are, are we going to have baseball? Are you going to get down to Florida and get this thing fig- figured out, get these millionaires and these billionaires in a room and get this thing resolved? Man, if I if I can do that, they better pay me a lot more than paying me now because it, it's unbelievable. Honestly, I mean, I know that every couple of years we have this with baseball and with, with a lot of sports, but there really seems to be such little urgency, especially on the side of the owners. I mean, they seem very comfortable uh, missing games and kind of bleeding players out. And you know, the thing that's kind of unique about baseball in a lot of ways is that because of the farm system and because of just the way that salaries are distributed like a lot of players can't afford to just not play for a long time, you know? So I, I'm, I'm very curious how this all resolves itself. It seems like uh, the owners are, are perfectly willing to kind of play a game of chicken and wait for the players to fold. But uh, you know, I mean, this only happens once every couple of years and it doesn't seem like it's going to end well. All right. Uh, let's, let's get into some serious stuff here. Uh, I, I just want to get your overall thoughts and impressions on Art Brawls to Grambling, Art Brawls not to Grambling. Yeah, yeah. So I, I made the joke on Twitter yesterday. I'm pretty sure I've written this story like three or four times now since 2016. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I think that this is kind of the way that things are going to go for him. And, you know, it, it was such a weird situation. Obviously, first of all, announcing him at the outset of 
potentially a world war. <laughs> you know, I think that that was a first warning sign that maybe uh, Grambling State wasn't too excited about what they were doing. Uh, and then also not releasing a statement, not publicly announcing it. They only announced it uh, through an interview with a local TV news station, and, and they didn't actually release anything publicly through the school. And then you have this weird story with Hugh Jackson Foundation releasing their own statements and uh, and saying that they, you know, basically don't question it, and and then, do, you know, saying basically almost admitting to tax fraud in some ways on on their Twitter timeline. It's just such a bizarre situation, and unfortunately, that's kind of what this call has turned into for uh, for Art Bryles. You know, I, I do believe that he does primarily just want to coach football. I do believe that he just enjoys doing it. Um, but you know, I, I just think that for a number of reasons, this probably isn't going to happen for him. He's getting up there in age. I, I think that this might've been uh, his last opportunity. And then, you know, we kind of see what happens. Is there a scenario where you see him coaching at any level ever again? Yeah. So, I mean, he was of course coaching at the high school level back in 2019 and 2020. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him do something like what he did back in 2017. I think it was where he goes overseas and coaches in Italy you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see him, you know, maybe get some look in, in Canada or something like that. But I certainly would be surprised to see him have an opportunity at the collegiate level, especially at the Division One level. You know, I mean, I know that Grambling State is obviously an FCS team, but there's still a lot of attention. There's still a lot of eyeballs uh, and there's still a lot of people to hold you accountable in even the state legislature. So I, I think that uh, that at the collegiate level, it's very, very unlikely that we Art Bryles. And, and again, I mean, he's, he's not a young man anymore. I believe he's 65 or 66 at this point. So at some point, I think he's probably just going to have to give up. All right. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your alma mater. I guess you got to be jazzed up about how both basketball teams are going right now. Yeah. I mean, let's start with the women. I, obviously, moving up to number five in the country and winning their first Big 12 championship under Nikki Collin. I mean, when, when you saw them lose their first two games of conference play, I think that it was difficult to say that this was a team that legitimately had a chance to be you know, sort of a national championship contender. You know, it seemed like things were struggling to come together at times. It didn't seem on the same page all the time, but you're really starting to see some of that pay off. And obviously when Nikki Collin came in, uh, you know, Kim Mulkey and, and Nikki Collin are both great coaches, but could not be more different in terms of how they run their offenses. And uh, I think that we're starting to see sort of this modern type offense, a lot of jump shooting, a lot of, uh, you know, spacing is a huge part of the game. I think it's starting to really come together. And, uh, you know, the other thing too, right, is that I think that Melissa Smith has just taken her game to another level and, and she's going to have a chance to be a first team All-American. She's going to have a chance to be a contender, at least for national player of the year. I, I think it's really impressive how she's finished out the season. And so they're going to have a great chance to head into the tournament as a one or two seed and, and have a chance to go all the way. And on the men's side, I mean, to jump from number 10 in the country to number three after beating Oklahoma State and Kansas, picking up another top 25 win against Texas, another uh, obviously Q1 win as well, they're, they're putting themselves in a great position. You know, I was a little surprised that they jumped up seven spots in the AP poll. But the thing that I will say is that when you look at net rating, when you look at uh, a lot of these bracket projections, Baylor's been on the one or two line the entire time. They never fell as low as number 10 and getting to that three line. And so I think that this is a little bit of a course correction in some ways from the AP voters. But, uh, you know, tremendous testament to them. I mean, and again, the funny thing about it, I said this last week, I feel like we're still not seeing the best of Baylor basketball. I feel like we're seeing a team that's kind of just 
getting by in a lot of ways. But I think that they've really found something with, uh, you know, with running Jeremy Sohan at the at the five. I think that they've really found something. Uh, you know, I think that uh, that Adam Flagler is starting to get his groove back a little bit, which is huge for this team. And by the way, they're still waiting on their second leading scorer, LJ Cryer, to come back. So there's still another dimension there, I think. And uh, and I think the sky's the limit in a lot of ways. When you look at this conference, as we get just to the end of it, and we said all along that this was the best conference. Uh, in the country, does that still stand, and how far is the gap? Yeah, I think that it definitely still stands. I mean, you, you still got six or seven teams that have a chance to make the NCAA tournament out of ten. Uh, I think Oklahoma State would have a great chance to make the NCAA tournament if they were eligible for it, which obviously they're not because of NCAA sanctions. Uh, you know, and then the other thing, too, is that I think that you have multiple legitimate national championship contenders and multiple legitimate elite eight contenders coming out of this conference. You know, I think uh, it would not be a shock to me at all if any of, of Kansas, Baylor, or Texas Tech were playing in the national championship game. It would not shock me at all if Texas found a way to, to play into the elite eight. It wouldn't shock me at all if Oklahoma found a way to, to go on a run. So, you know, I, I think that it's just been such an impressive conference all year long. And you know, the thing that you, you say about it, that's the most unbelievable thing, is that any road game in the Big 12 this year, all 10 of the teams that you play against, any road game is a is considered a quadrant one win. So, you know, you look at this number of, of Baylor having the most quadrant one wins with 12. I mean, they're playing so many tough games week in and week out. And, and for them to be as impressive as they are, I, I think really says a lot about this team. And, you know, when you talk about the gap, I mean, gosh, I, I think that, you know, the ACC is really down this year. The SEC is not all that great this year. The Big Ten solid, but they don't have as much strength at the top, I wouldn't say. Uh, you know, the Big East is, is looking real, real solid this year. But I think that that's kind of where you have to go. And, and I think that there's a pretty big gap between the Big 12 and the rest of the other conferences in college basketball. Shahan, <clears throat> Georgia interviewed Eric Mateos, trying to get him to come over there from Baylor. What are your thoughts on uh, – this is probably going to be something we see regular. You know, people try to come after Mateos and even Grimes. What does it say about the Baylor program right now that, you know, he's choosing Baylor over Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I, I think to to hold off Georgia, I mean, look, you know, I'm not saying that Eric Mateus would have absolutely 100% have been the choice, but to have him kind of pull his name out as well, it, it's a testament to the staff that Baylor has built there, and it's a testament to how committed that the staff is to Baylor. You know, I think that this is, uh, in some ways, the first real win of the Dave Aranda tenure, or the, the contract extension, rather, right? Just saying, you know, he's going to be around. We want you to be around. We feel like we can accomplish something special here. And, and for Eric Mateos himself, you know, I mean, look, he has four starters coming back on the offensive side of the ball. He's got some players in the, in, waiting in the wings that I think will have a great chance to step up and become starters. I think that he knows that he has a chance to have a special unit next year. And, you know, so I think that it's a real testament that, you know, Georgia's one of those jobs, especially, I mean, especially at offensive line. <laughs> I mean, that's their signature position on offense in a lot of ways. You know, so for Eric Mateus to pull his name out of the running and, and decide to stay in Waco, I think that's a huge deal for Baylor. And, and like you said, this, this is going to happen every year. And the one thing that I'll say, right, is that with the, you know, the exploding profits and the exploding revenue in the SEC and, and uh, and Big Ten, you know, there's going to be a lot of programs that think that they can walk into Waco and take Waco coaches. And uh, to this point, it hasn't happened. You know, I mean, it, it's been very rare for that to happen. It does happen. I mean, you know, receivers coach Chancey said he did end up at Notre Dame. But I think for Baylor to be able to pay to keep some of their key assistants, some of the guys who really make the engine go, I think it's been impressive so far, and I expect them to, to keep trying to do that. 
College football, we were, I was just looking at an article uh, on CBSSports.com. Uh, college football attendance is down significantly, in my opinion, 15%. Is that all COVID-19 related, in your opinion, or is there some other factors? Yeah, I mean, I think that it all just adds up, right? I mean, I think that, uh, I think that certainly COVID plays a part. I think that certainly, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a decrease of, uh, of attendance on college campuses as well, which I think plays a part. But the other thing, too, is that, you know, in a lot of ways, the television product is so good these days that it does make things difficult. And so I think in college football right now, you're you're just kind of dealing with the same issues that everybody's dealing with in sports, which is, you know, obviously people having so many options to watch games, people not wanting to pay as much as they have to to, to watch games. And, uh, you know, I, I think that in a lot of ways, like, I think that's a little bit of an existential issue for, for college football, especially for some of these major teams who, uh, you know, are maybe not putting together the sellouts that they used to. So I do, I do think that it's a lot of factors, but I do think that um, that more than anything else, you know, I think that college football programs are going to have to start working on, on fan experience and also trying to just make it affordable because that's really been one of the biggest things that we've heard is that, you know, college football is starting to become more and more unaffordable. Spring practice is about to get started all across the country, and how how much movement do you expect? It, let's just say the Big Twelve. How much movement do you expect after spring training in the transfer portal? I think there will be a wave, but I think that it probably won't be as big of a wave as that first wave. And and the reason that I say that is that there are still a lot of players left in the transfer portal. You know, I mean, we're talking hundreds of players who transferred from FBS institutions who have not found a home as yet. And so I think that there there's going to be a decent amount of additions. I think I'm just curious, you know, it, it's going to be, I think, more guys to expect to play right away, right? It's going to be guys who they lose a quarterback battle and think maybe they can transfer to a, a lower level school or something like that. I don't think we're going to see as many sort of these like fringe roster players who, uh, who decide to transfer out because there just aren't spots for them. And I think that, you know, if, if you're giving any of these kids advice right now, I think that you have to look at that situation. You have to look at how few spots are available, how few scholarships are available, the likelihood that you're going to be able to stick in FBS or Division One. So it, I do think it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be a lot more targeted maybe than some of the, the ways that happened back in December. Shayhan, how cool was it to see what Caleb Williams was able to do with that NIL money and, and support the women's basketball team at USC by giving them those beats? Yeah, so I mean, I think that's great. And I mean, I think that it's, uh, first of all, it's a testament to him. I think that, you know, certainly whenever you transfer from a school and go through everything that he went through, a lot of people say a lot of things about you. But, you know, from what it sounds like, from what you hear from people, you know, when he was at Oklahoma, this has kind of been who he is. You know, he wants to kind of spread the wealth in a lot of ways. Uh, but, you know, this is really cool. And I think that this is also something that is what NIL is all about, right? Is that, Caleb Williams obviously has a big brand, but he also wants to use it to help, uh, you know, kind of help other programs and other teams and other players build their brand as well. And so I think that's great. You know, I mean, I think I think to me, at its core, NIL is about creating value for yourself and creating brand for yourself. And I think that even just this story coming up, you know, people are going to be paying attention to USC women's basketball in a lot of ways because of this story. And I know that he's going to show up at games too, and that's going to help as well. So I, I think it's great. I think it's what NIL is all about. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to see if, uh, if people keep doing it. Jay, how, what else do you got going on from uh, CBSSports.com? Yeah, we're just, uh, we're prepping for the start of fall camps right now. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of a quiet period, but uh, obviously, obviously the, uh, 
our bridal story gave us a little something to talk about this past week. But, uh, you know, camp start uh, coming up in the next couple of days. Once we get into March, we really get into it. And uh, we're just excited to get started. As always, man, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Talk to you soon. That is Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the article, but here's what Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, said when it comes to uh, declining attendance. You know, not only the COVID thing, but he said, quote, we are really we, we really are competing against the 70-inch TV and the beer that is cold in your refrigerator and no lines at the restroom. Uh, we have to continue to make sure we enhance the game day experience. And, and you know, stop and think about it. Uh, you want to watch three or four really good games or you want to go to one game? Because by the time you drive, do all the stuff. Quit pricing people out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, and a good point. But, but you always – there's always going to be that guy that says, you know what, I can watch three really good games and never leave my living room. I'm I'm that guy. Like I prefer watching games on TV than in person, especially as a fan. Like I have I have zero interest in going and sitting around people and <laughs> it's not for me. I'd rather sit at my house, you know, save money and it, it's a better product on TV. You get better insight, you can see it better than sitting in the stands in my opinion. That that's just for me, I would rather watch it at home. See, for me, there's a charge no. about being in a in a live situation. You can't when that's when that stadium goes crazy and it's rocking. There's nothing better. No, I and, and I'd rather be on the sidelines than anywhere else. Yeah, that's yeah, that's different. <laughs> well, but see, that's what makes the old world go round. Some like apples, some like oranges. I mean, you know, but uh, they did have. I mean, it was on on average about seven thousand uh, less mm-hmm. uh, this year. And, and again. You know, COVID I'm sure had, there was some COVID nineteen fear had a lot still. To do with that. Absolutely, and, and also, I mean, you can put COVID in with the economics too. Yeah. I mean, you know, people were hurting for money because of, you know, maybe their COVID situation. You know, a couple of things just, you know, that you started thinking twice before you went and dropped a couple of hundred bucks to take a family of four to a football game. And here's another thing that you have to consider: it's particularly in the South when you have a September football game. And you're playing at two o'clock in the afternoon for nope. television purposes, and it's a hundred and three degrees, and you're just miserable. You are miserable sitting in. The, so you know th- those games used to kick at six or seven o'clock or seven thirty at night, and, and now they're at two in the afternoon because that's the window for that television mm-hmm. broadcast. Uh, it's it, yeah, you're gonna your attendance is gonna decline. I mean, so you know. There you go. I mean, it, you, what what stirs the pot and what drives the the ship sometimes also kind of has a little has a little pain to it. And, and we know that television and and all that stuff is a huge factor into college athletics. But it also, I mean, again, well, now you can find any game you want if yeah. you want to find it. Oh, any of them. I, I mean, mean, that's it. I mean, you can. And now you know, with the streaming products that, that are I'm out saying. there, they're, they're, they're every, all there. Every game you want to watch is at your fingertips. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. All right. 7.50. We're 10 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, if you want to sell your home in five days, you can. The brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it from you for a price that you agreed upon prior to listing your home. Uh, the brokerage house is your connection to buyers across Central Texas, around the nation, and and even internationally. And uh, if you're going to sell your home, you need to contact Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. The Brokerage House and Aaron have a program that is uh, proven to uh, generate offers above market value and multiple offers 
on your home. You want to know more about it? It's 5daystosow.com. That's the numeral 5, 5daystosow.com. Or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. Baylor Baseball. All season long here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Wednesday in Houston, taking on the Rice Owls. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Rice Baseball Wednesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. This is Sheriff Parnell McNamara, and I need your help making sure that Charlie Guerrero keeps working for us as Precinct 4 Constable. For the past 13 years, Charlie Guerrero has served honorably as a law enforcement officer under former Constable Stan Hickey. He's lived in the area for his entire life and knows many of you personally. Last year, the McLennan County Commissioner's Court recognized Charlie's hard work and excellence by appointing him as Stan's replacement. Charlie's done an excellent job as constable, working hard for the citizens of Precinct 4 and making sure that the important duties of constable's office are discharged with honesty and integrity. Now in the Republican primary election for county constable, we need to keep Charlie working hard for us. I'm urging you to get out and vote for Charlie Guerrero for Constable Precinct 4. I need a strong team to stand with me and law enforcement as we fight against crime and human trafficking in McLennan County, and Charlie is the man for the job. We must keep Charlie as our constable. Political ad paid for by Charlie Guerrero for Precinct 4 Constable. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor jumped up seven spots to third in the latest men's college basketball poll. They celebrated by beating Texas and Austin 68-61. Gonzaga remains on top, followed by Arizona. Duke moves up to fourth with Auburn falling to fifth. 
The Baylor women also won on the road at Iowa State 87-62 to grab at least a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship. A win over Texas Tech on Sunday will give them the outright title. Not wanting to be a distraction, former Baylor head coach Art Browse has resigned as the offensive coordinator at Grambling four days after accepting the job. Baylor softball at home tonight for a doubleheader against Prairie View A&M. Glenn Moore's team has opened the season 8-5. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.55. We're five away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. They, uh, Ward, they, they said, hey, that yesterday was the drop-dead date <laughs> okay. and, and that they're going to start canceling Major League Baseball regular season games. Then they went, oh, well, you know what? Let's make it Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And tomorrow it'll be Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Well, let's hope. I mean, let's, stay, let's hope that they don't lose any games. Tom Verducci talked to... Uh, talked about what was going on as far as MLB is concerned. They will reconvene at 11 a.m. with the ownership side now saying that the deadline, which they now regard as much firmer than the February 28th deadline, is at at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m., if there is not an agreement on a CBA, then games start coming off the regular season schedule. So we heard earlier where ownership decided they wanted to work through the evening and said, quite frankly, if, in fact, they left the ballpark without an agreement, then games would come off the calendar. That clearly has not happened. <laughs> so it's a, it's a firmer deadline, guys. It's, it's a much firmer deadline. Who's going to blink? Yeah, well, that's kind of what it comes down to. We, we will keep you posted as the day unfolds on anything that may happen. All right, uh, 7.56. Let's uh, get an update on Baylor Athletics, the voice of the Bears. John Morse with today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, big wins for Baylor men's and women's basketball and a Big 12 championship for the ladies. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Two big wins for Baylor basketball last night, both on the road. The Baylor men went down to Austin and knocked off Texas 68-61, the final score. 19 apiece for James Akinjo and Adam Flagler in the victory. 
Baylor's 12th win in their last 13 meetings with the University of Texas. Next up for the Baylor men, a senior day regular season finale matchup with Iowa State this Saturday afternoon at 5 in the Farrell Center. Meanwhile, Coach Nikki Collin and the Baylor women went to Iowa State, a first-place showdown with the Iowa State Cyclones, Baylor number five in the nation, Iowa State number eight in the nation, but it was a dominating win by the Baylor women, 87-62 the final score. Nalissa Smith, the All-American, led the way with a monster game, 28 points and 20 rebounds on the night, 23 by Jordan Lewis in the victory, with the win, the Baylor women clinch at least a share of the Big 12 Conference title, their 12th consecutive Big 12 regular season crown. After the game, Baylor women's coach, Nikki Collin. I mean, I'm sure no one believed me when I said it um, back in October, but I told you we'd be a better team in March. Um, I told everyone we would be a better team. And, you know, it was, it was about our team believing that it was going to take time um, to do what we're doing right now. And, um, you know, COVID aside, I mean, those first two games still counted as, as losses, but it put our backs up against the wall. It made us examine where we're at, where are we going, how are we going to get there? Um, you know, I think it just makes it that much sweeter because I, I think if you ask, you know, Nalissa Smith, which was the hardest championship to win since she's been at Baylor, I don't think there's any question this is the one. Like we had to grind, we had to battle. Uh, we took everybody's best shot. Nikki Collin following last night's 87-62 win over eighth-ranked Iowa State in Ames. Next up for the Baylor women, a senior day regular season finale matchup with Texas Tech Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season Sunday in the Farrell Center hosting Texas Tech. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for the Bears and the Lady Raiders. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Garrett Ross. Glad you're with us. It is a Tuesday morning, and uh, we are brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, Versalift Southwest, and Pro Star Rental as we welcome you back into the Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. On the phones with us this morning, we welcome into the program Coach Moorfield from UMHB. First of all, Coach, congratulations on the uh, on the NCAA bid, uh, a great accomplishment for for the program. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, we're we're excited. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is is you, you look at um, if we had an NCAA tournament last year, that would have been four straight bids um, since we won the automatic last year. But to have, of those four, to have two to be at large, we all know how hard an at large bid is when you leave it up to a committee to make decisions. 
and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, I think that's a great accomplishment for the program, especially, you know, uh, a program that um, had never previously been to the NCAA tournament, um, but to be going to our third one in uh, seven years um, since we took over the program, um, I, I think is a real accomplishment and, and a real sense to the, to the players of the past um, and, and the players that are here currently and the work that they put in. Coach, I, I know you'd like to win the conference championship at your tournament, but also th- does it kind of help you refocus going into the tournament and, and kind of hit that reset button and, and get things back on track after you have that disappointing loss but get the at-large bid and now head into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think you're right, Ward. I think, you know, the biggest thing is I kind of use, use my time at Baylor as, a, as kind of like a little bit of an indicator. You know, you look at – you use Kansas for an example, you know, how many times have they won the big 12 tournament, you know, but I know their mindset is we want to win. The, we want to win in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. The tournament conference tournament championships. Nice. But you know, we got, we got bigger, we got, we got a bigger picture here. And I think that's the thing is, is, you know, we've been fortunate to win two and obviously we want to win them, but you know, where our program's at now, we want to, we want to win games in the NCAA tournament. We want to get a final four. We want to compete for a national championship and, um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, is if, if we had to, I, I'd rather sacrifice a conference tournament championship to rest and refocus and make a, make a run in the NCAA tournament. Coach, are y'all going to approach this, this now as like a new season or like a new chapter? How, do, how does the mindset go uh, heading into March? That's a great question. And we actually talked about it before practice yesterday. And, and, and you're exactly right. We kind of went with that type of approach we're like this is you know we're going to be playing some different teams now obviously in this pod that we're in we have never played webster out of st louis but we have played Rhodes in east texas but you know you, we played Rhodes so early on in the year in the beginning of november there's just so much time that you know it's almost like playing a new team and you know and, and i think that's the exciting thing about the tournament is that you're going to be seeing teams that you have never played before um that you haven't really watched because not many of them have the common opponent um and things like that and that's exactly what we went with is this is a new season this is new opponents new faces um you know and uh, i i think sometimes too when when you play in conferences you guys know it's hard to beat a team three times um let alone twice and now that we're you know seeing new opponents it's kind of like just a refresher for our girls and their their mental mindset and everything like that that you know it's exciting because these these are going to be teams that we haven't seen or we haven't seen in such a long time um, and, and so I think that adds to the excitement of the preparation and, um, you know, not, uh, not maybe being so familiar with the team, but, um, you know, I, I think that helps them just in their mental makeup of, you know, there's a little bit of unexpectation and what to expect from that opponent. And um, I think it raises their level of play as well. Mark, every team's a little bit different. What would you say is the identity of this, this club? I, I think depth. And just a grinder's mentality. Um, we got a lot of talented girls, probably more than we've ever had. Um, we can go deep into our bench, but our depth and just a grinder's mentality of they're not going to give up. I mean, there, there's so many games this year where we had fourth quarter comebacks and just accelerated in the fourth quarter and just took the game over. And, um, you know, they're, they're not going to give up. They're not going to fold. Um, they're not going to let adversity hit them. And they're not going to, you know, they're, they're not going to back down. Um, they, they could be down 12 going into the fourth quarter and that, that's not going to bother them. Um, they, they still see it as this is a game that's winnable um, and they're going to give their all. And so I think that's the identity is just extreme depth and just, just a grinder, relentless effort type attitude that these girls 
come with every day, um, whether it's in practice or in games. How much does that depth help you run the floor like you like to? I think it's tremendous. I, I think it really helps. I think this team is built for two games in two days. Um, I thought the team was built for three games in three days. Um, and obviously, you know, we've been in a lot of two-game situations, um, whether in conference with, you know, we had to adjust with the ice that came through a couple weeks ago and playing in a home opening classic and then playing out in Colorado. So our depth is tremendous in the fact that we can continue to be at our pace and our level for 40 minutes where a lot of teams can't. And you kind of see that taper off, you know, probably the end of the third, beginning of the fourth uh, quarter. And I think that's where that separator becomes for us. And so we don't have to change, but we also don't have a lot of players um, that, you know, are going to, that are, are going to be extremely tired. I mean, if you look at our minutes per game, most of our girls, I mean, we high minutes are usually like around 25, 26, and, and that's on the high side. Um, and so, you know, we, we have 11, 12 girls that play, play minutes. And um, I, I think just wearing out an opponent is, is a huge deal in the fourth quarter. And um, that's where that depth comes in. What are y'all expecting to see from Webster? And how do they resemble any opponent that y'all faced already? Well, that's a great question. I would say they're very similar to like a Harden Simmons a little bit. They want to get a, do a lot of drive and kick, um, really get into, deep into the paint, um, get into the heart of the defense and, and look for a lot of kickouts. Um, they're also a little bit like some of the teams that runs a lot of high-low actions in our conference, um, like East Texas Baptist will run a, high, a lot of high-low action. Um, and, and so what we've seen early on is, you know, Webster's very similar to Harden-Simmons in the fact that, it, you know, a lot of drive and kick, want to get in the paint, um, but then also similar to East Texas Baptist where they have two post, they play with two post players and want to go with some high-low action and stuff like that. Um, they average, you know, I think around 80 points per game. I don't know much about their conference, and so you, you, you always wonder, you know, what that conference is like and things like that. But um, I know that from their standpoint, you know, they want to they wanna really, you know, have that balance offensively where they want to get threes and they want to get, um, you know, punch it inside as well too and so forth. And then, you know, obviously the average around 80 points per game. Um, they, they, they like to press. Uh, they go a little one 2 three press, one stop the first pass. I think a lot of their points kind of generate off of that press as well, too, and that trap and getting easy points off of uh, pressing, um, you know. And, and it'll be interesting to see because, you know, a lot of teams in our conference started to zone press us just to slow us down, so to speak, not not to try to speed us up. And, um, you know, with our guard play and what we have, it'll be interesting to see um, how, how our guard play responds to their, their press, which is a little bit more aggressive and trying to speed you up. Um, which I think obviously plays in our favor. If you want to play fast, you're, you're playing our type of game. Coach, what's the uh, what's the travel schedule look like? Are you going to be able to get a practice in, or is it just going to be a shoot-around? What, what's, what's the rest of the week look like for you? Yeah, so what we're planning on right now is we'll leave tomorrow to head to Memphis. Um, we'll probably leave about mid-afternoon. We're working out something with Texas A&M, Texarkana right now. It's about it's around about the halfway point um, to Memphis, and so – We'll stop there, get a practice, stay the night, and then get up the next morning on Thursday and continue on. So we'll, we'll still have a practice today at home and then have a good one tomorrow, um, really get up and down, um, you know, and, and practice at uh, Texas A&M, Texarkana. And then, um, you know, we'll continue on up um, Thursday morning. And then we'll, we'll have an hour, I think it's about an hour, hour and a half. I can't remember what the time restrictions are once it starts. 
we'll run about that time up there and we'll get a feel for the floor and things like that and then have another you know maybe not as intense practice on thursday more shooting um, a lot of full court shooting drills things like that kind of review the game plan and do that so we'll kind of break the trip up a little bit just because we want to get a practice in and we don't want to spend all day traveling and then um obviously you know forfeiting a practice on wednesday um and, and using it just because it's a travel day Coach, I know defense travels. How important is it for your defense to kind of set the tone and set the tempo, especially early in the tournament? Oh, I think it's tremendous. I, I think it's, a, it's I think it's a big deal, and it's something we've been really pounding home for the better half of the last half of the season. Is let our defense trans you know translate our offense and let our defense and our deflections and steals and using our length and athleticism to get out there and, and let's generate transition. Let's generate you know, easy buckets. And so it goes hand in hand. And so we want to really continue to do that. I mean, if you look at the tournament, um, the two games that we played, you know, we, we held UTD um, to 33%, I think 34% for Bellhaven, um, forced them into a lot of turnovers, both games. And so that's something that we want to continue to do. We want to force teams into turnovers. We want to, we want to be physical, but yet athletic enough and um, really get that, get that defense, established because really what that's going to do is that's going to establish and open up our, our transition game and getting out and running and, and getting easy points and, and now become, you know, starting to wear that, wear that opponent down by getting them and, and making happen to get back, play transition defense and try to, you know, play with, uh, play with our pace and tempo. Coach, uh, for me, I'm a nerd when it comes to mascots. I just have to know, have you ever heard of a Gorlock? Like I, you're going to play the Gorlocks. I have no idea what a Gorlock is. If I, if I had, if someone had to say, Hey, you got to make a bet on it. I, I'm going to have to say it's probably something with like Greek mythology or something. <laughs> but I mean, I have no idea what a Gorlock is. I, I have no clue what a Gorlock is. And then when I was trying to research it on the analytical stuff that we use, it came up Gorlock. And I'm like, what is Gorlock? Is that a school? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what, and, they, and, and they didn't put up Webster. So I was like, I, don't, I have never even heard of a Gorlock. So, my kids probably, my two boys probably know what a Gorlock is before I know what a Gorlock is. <laughs> hey, you, you just need to go one and zero against the Gorlocks. That's at the end of the day. That's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So we just need one and zero, and you know we'll, we'll figure out what type of mascot they are and uh, exactly where they came up with that uh, with that mascot's name. Hey, coach, thanks, thanks so much. Uh, best of luck, safe travels, and and go get it done. Well, I appreciate it, guys, and thanks for having me on this morning. Talk to you soon. That's uh, Mike uh, Morefield, the uh, head coach of UMHB. Uh, and uh, Ward, they're going to be over in Memphis, and uh, you know this is what did he say? Their fourth consecutive trip. I mean, I yeah. I, I count it as four consecutive. I mean, if you're not going to hold a tournament, you can't. You know, well, you can't say you didn't go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's they exactly were the automatic right. bid, so they would have been there for sure. Absolutely. A Gorlock describes someone with no common sense or thinks that he she is better than they are, especially in sports. Well, there's three Gorlocks in here. I can tell mm-hmm. you that. <laughs> That is funny. That I is. saw that and I was like, "What the heck is a Gorlock?" <laughs> That's pretty good. So, why would you name yourself? I mean, well, I, I, hang I, on a second. Read that again. A what, the first thing in the Urban Dictionary is used to describe someone with no common sense or thinks that he she is better than they are, especially in sports. Hmm. Huh. I thought this was something they made up. Like, you know, and what the crazy thing was when I saw where it was located, I immediately thought of the St. Louis Billikens. And I was, because mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck is that? And I had to look that up. But you have two random made up mascots next to each what other. What if the Gorlocks had to play the Wampus Cats? Ooh. That'd be good. That'd be a That'd good be a one, good wouldn't matchup. it? <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's it's also awesome. called a mythical beast. There you go. All right.
Now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a beast. Not a very smart I believe, one, apparently. I believe from Wikipedia, they're the only they're the only Gorlock in the nation. They are. Well, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> not surprised at all. Oh, surprised there's one. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty shocked there's one. Uh, all right, 814. Hey, we're brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, searching for power, performance, and reliability. Search no further than Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. It could be the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Edition, or it could be one of the great Jeep models, including the 2022 Grand Cherokee. Man, you could take that home. Today at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. You looking for a great vehicle? You looking for a great pre-owned vehicle? You looking for service on your current vehicle? Look no further than Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340. Your friend in the car business, and if you want to check them out, you can at allensamuelsdcj.com. That's Allen Samuels dcj.com or give Ted and his staff a call at 772-1000. You're saying, well, I don't know if they have what I'm looking for. There's only one way to find out and that's to call them, go online or, or, or stop out. Well, that's actually three ways to find out, but do that. Uh, give them a call. They'd love to talk to you at 772-1000. It's Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An upper-level system moving through will give us mostly cloudy skies today. It's still going to be mild, though, as high temperatures top out at 71 degrees. Mostly cloudy skies continue tonight. We drop to 40, and then turning mostly sunny tomorrow looks beautiful with a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley. Weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rose joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, mm. <laughs> Might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. 
make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Day 20, 20 minutes after 8. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we were just uh, just having a glance up at, at the the television and sports centers on, and there was a side-by-side kind of comparison of the uh, Baylor women's basketball team and the Baylor men's basketball team. Baylor women winning last night, demolishing Iowa State. I mean, I don't know how else you can describe it. Uh, and, and claiming, what, their 12th straight conference mm-hmm. championship? Yeah. Uh, Baylor men right now are, what, a half game back of Kansas? They're tied in the win column, a half game and a game back in the loss column. Uh, with KU. KU has three games this week, by the way. Hey, they start tonight with TCU at home, then they go to Fort Worth, and then uh, they play on Saturday as well. So they got three games uh, in uh, this week. Uh, that's a COVID situation for uh, with, with the Horned Frogs. So that's why there's a, a discrepancy in the number of games played. So And then the Bears close out on Saturday. Uh, we were just talking during the break. We I think we all feel really good about the Baylor women. They're going to be home. They're going to be a one seed. They're they're in really good in a really good position. With what the Bears men's team has done in the last three days, winning at home against KU and then winning on the road against Texas, uh, won a top ten team, won won a, a top five team actually, and won a top twenty five team. 
are they in a position for a one seed? I, I saw where, what is it, to Palm, uh, on, Palm. On, on his, or was it Lenardi? One of the two ha- ha- had moved them back up to the one line. Are they a one? Yeah. Yes, right now they are, definitely. I, I, are there two number ones in this league? Scott Drew? No. So KU's not going to be a one? I don't think so. They're, I think they can make a case. I just don't feel like the, the I don't NCAA think the committee wants do two yeah. big 12 teams no, as number one seeds. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. And that's the only reason. Should they be exactly a number one? Correct. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not going to let them be a number one. So you, you think the NCAA says, no, we're going to spread this thing out? I yep, think they do. Absolutely. I mean, they may. I, I don't know. I mean. Because, look, you got you have teams. If it's body of work, I don't know how you stop it. You don't. You can't. I mean, legitimately, Kansas and Baylor both should be one seeds. But I feel like the NCAA, just to garner the attention of everybody across the nation, is going to make sure you have somebody represented from most of the conferences. You'll probably see Arizona. Um, you'll see somebody from the Big Ten or the ACC along with Baylor. But you're not going to see two from the Big 12, in my opinion. You think, and I'm asking the question because you said something very interesting. You you think that if there's not a proper representation, that that, that fans may lose interest in well, I mean, March Madness. No, I feel like you can go, you can get more attention from it. I, I just feel like you okay. can you can do you're going to make people tune in. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. I just feel like if you give representation, the NCAA is it's such a dysfunctional state right now. I feel like if you give representation to everyone, they're all about pleasing everybody, right? They, they have so many off-the-field uh, issues with, with uh, negotiations, with conferences. I feel like they're trying to appease everyone. And I could be wrong, but I, I feel like that's the case. So, so we're thinking that it's, it's going to be an either situation. It's either going to be Kansas or, it's gonna be or Baylor. Baylor. I it's going to be Baylor. Baylor. I, I think it's Baylor right now. Well, unless, then, unless they do something – you know, to to prevent that, if Kansas losing and Kansas wins out, well, that's what I was going to say. If Kansas wins their three games this week, they're the conference champion. I, I having don't care. split I don't with care. Baylor, I don't care. I think Baylor gets it anyway. Okay, so then that begs the question: Could that change at the Big Twelve Conference tournament, which a week ago I said was kind of meaningless? I, I think it's meaningless. I don't think either one of those teams have any care in the world about winning the conference tournament championship. I both of them agree. Uh, both of them want to get in and out of there as quickly as possible and get ready for the big dance. Other than, I mean, it, would it matter if you're a two or a one? I, I think geography has a lot to do with it. I mean, if if I don't care if I'm a one or a two. I just want to be, from Baylor's perspective, I just want to be in the South. I want to open and, and play two games in Fort Worth, and I want to slide down and play two more in San Antonio, whatever that looks like as a one seed or a two seed. Yeah, ideally, I think that would be what you would like. But I don't. at this point, I don't think they really care where they go. They're no, just probably not. The prize. I'm saying for me. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, hey, you know, to get to these games, yeah, but, logistics. But I did see one where, uh, and again, I, can't, I think it was Palm that that had him as a it, it had moved him to the one line, but that one line had him as the one seed in the East. So that meant that they were going to play two games in Fort Worth and then head to Philadelphia. And I'm like, heck, no, make them a two in the South. <laughs> So, I don't know. We're, we're, you know, we got, what, a week and a half, two weeks to find out how this all plays out. But Baylor has one regular season game left. And uh, that is, uh, that's that's going to be on Saturday against Iowa State. 
And uh, and then then uh, next Thursday they're uh, they're in KC for the Big Twelve tournament. Do y'all think we're going to see one of the top three teams like Baylor, Kansas, or Tech win the tournament, or is it going to be something like last year where it's Texas or Oklahoma? Somebody just sneaks up and gets Look, it because everybody bows out. It, it, we talked about this tournament a, a ton. I know it but, doesn't matter. But here's the at the end of the day, I think if you go on the floor, you're going on the floor to play to win. Uh, I, I'm just – I don't think you play to lose. There's no way no. any coach or any player plays to lose. If you happen to get beat, as Ward pointed out, then it's not the end of the world and you get some rest. But if you're going to Kansas City, you're going to Kansas City to win the games. You're going to Kansas City to win the tournament. I mean, you're not going to go up there and, and do anything other than play like, you know, like you've played all season. Why would you? No, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, that's – the competitiveness of of the basketball team, I mean, they're going to play to win the game. I think from, from our – I think all three of our point of views is simply if you happen to lose the game and come home for two or three days to rest, it's not the end of the world when you're so thin uh, with your rotation. Yeah, and I think if you're Baylor right now, because of that thin in the rotation, if a game gets out of hand, you empty the bench and just – go on coast mode and, and come on home and get ready for the tournament. Yep. So, the, you know, and, and again, we'll, we'll see, but uh, we'll see how it all folds, but uh, unfolds. But uh, uh, Iowa State on Saturday uh, and then off to, to Kansas City on Thursday. And same thing for the women. I, I don't think there's anything that they're playing for uh, in Kansas City. But you know what? If you're going to play the game, you're going to play to win. I don't think anybody's going to push them, though. Doesn't yeah, look I, like it right now. Yeah, I think they win the tournament yeah. too, just just out of default. I, I I don't see anybody that you know. I thought it would have been Iowa State at home last night, thirteen thousand. Holy moly, did this team dismantle that club? Yeah. I mean, they they did. They they just flat dismantle. I mean, in front of everybody. Well, there's a lot of false hope there. They thought they had a chance. Yep. And Baylor shut that down really quick. Yeah, <laughs> here's your chance, and I'll see you a chance. <laughs> I mean, it was done. Uh, and again, that's not by accident. That's that's a really, really, really good basketball team playing at a high level right now. I mean, they 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 swept Iowa State and they beat them by twenty plus. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's ridiculous. And look, they thrashed them here in Waco, and then they went on the road to Ames, where it's really tough to play. I think it is after I don't know after depends, watching I guess, depending on the team. That's exactly right after watching that last night. I mean that was some impressive stuff. All right, uh, 828 this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to talk about the Irwin Center and we'll do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game Time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. 
they do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA Tour's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot for shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches. 64 players, one champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com. I'm Josh Tetons, and I'm running to be your district attorney here in McLennan County. I'm a proud graduate of both Baylor University and Baylor Law School, a dad, a husband, and a member of Glory Bell Church in Waco. You will always know where I stand on the issues. I oppose defunding the police and support law enforcement. That's why I'm proud to be endorsed by Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. My 15 years as a criminal defense attorney have given me the experience necessary to protect and defend our cherished Constitution from the radical liberals who want to destroy it. The most important job in my life is being a father of three and a devoted husband. Just like you, I want safer streets for my kids to play on, hardened criminals to be locked up, and drugs to be taken off our streets. It's time we do better. It's time we support law enforcement. I'm Josh Tetons, candidate for McLennan County District Attorney, and I approve this message because it's time for a change. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor jumped up seven spots to third in the latest men's college basketball poll. They celebrated by beating Texas and Austin 68-61. Gonzaga remains on top, followed by Arizona. Duke moves up to fourth with Auburn falling to fifth. The Baylor women also won on the road at Iowa State 87-62 to grab at least a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship. Not wanting to be a distraction, former Baylor head coach Art Browse has resigned as the offensive coordinator at Grambling four days after accepting the job. Baylor softball at home tonight for a doubleheader against Prairie View A&M. Glenn Moore's team has opened the season 8-5. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-three. welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Gary, we're glad you're with us. As we welcome into the program, the voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. Last night, the uh, Horns and the Bears uh, wrapped up 
the uh, the the final game for the Texas men in the Irwin Center before they move to a new facility. Obviously, the women will uh, will continue to play there, and they'll be in in postseason. Uh, and we welcome into the program, as we mentioned, Craig Way. I, Craig, do you happen to know how many games that you have worked in that facility? Well, I haven't done the math, but it's it's thirty years. I mean, the first nine years as the analyst. And then, uh, and then the last 21 in a play-by-play role. And then there's been a lot of UIL state basketball mm-hmm. tournament games there. And then, of course, the women I've done for 25 years. So, I, you know, if, even if you said it was like, on average, 15 games a year, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever that all adds up to, I, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of whatever, 750 to 800 games, something like that. I don't, you, you know, it's been a lot. You know, you know how it is. Tom, you've been there. You, you you put your head down. You're working. You're going. You're grinding. Next thing you look up, you go, "Gosh, I've been doing this 20 years." You know that kind of thing. So it's been at it a while, but it's been a great run. We're just we're going to throw some random questions at you, and and, and we're going to start. And I wrote mine down. I, I just want to see if if our answers match. But best player to play in the Irwin Center, in your opinion? I'm, I'm sorry, I lost the last part. Of that would you say as a player? What's that? Best player. That pl- oh. that played in the Irwin Center, in your opinion, who's the best player you saw well, in that building? That, that 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 one's easy. That's Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, now, now he was only for one year, clearly. And T.J. Ford is also a National Player of the Year, and he played two years there at Texas. Uh, but for my money, I think it's Kevin Durant. You know, Brian Davis of the Austin American Statesman did an article on the best moments in the Irwin Center history for Longhorn basketball, and he asked uh, Eddie Orn, uh, of course. Uh, Longtime former assistant coach, and then been my analyst for the past 21 years, and we each came up with with some moments. and And for me, it was uh, in front of a crowd similar to last night, sellout, just teeming and noisy and boisterous in that 0607 season. And it was Kevin Durant for Texas and AC Law for Texas A&M, and they were vying for National Player of the Year honors, and uh, they were going back and forth, and then it goes double overtime, and then Durant hits a fadeaway three in the corner and knocks it out on the right wing. And I remember saying on the broadcast, "There's your national player of the year right there." And he and he wound up being so. Uh, he was he could get his shot virtually anywhere on the floor. So I, I would say probably Kevin Durant. Craig, best concert you saw at the Irwin Center? <laughs> uh, this is gonna be close. Uh, Bob Seger was great. Mm. Uh, Paul McCartney, really good, and George Strait. I mean, all three were tremendous. Now, I got Here's here's uh, some true admission for you fellas. Uh, you know, folks, I've been asked a lot about you know uh, favorite memories and all that. I don't know about favorite memory of the Irwin Center, but one of the most lasting, enduring memories when I was in college. In uh, when I was in college, when I was 20, 21 years old. One of the ways that I put myself through college is I sold T-shirts at concerts, and I worked for the either for the band or for the arena, and uh, and so you know, and usually I worked at Reunion Arena in Dallas or the Summit in Houston. Now that's Joel Osteen's church, or uh, up in Oklahoma. I went on tour with Journey in the summer of '83. Whoa! Did all these things on, uh, and and uh, yeah, just working for the band. You're selling the shirts. Well, one time I got a call at the last minute. Now, this has been 40 years ago plus. This was like December of 81. And and uh, uh, the guy who normally manages us and would call and tell, hey, we got a show in, in Oklahoma City or we got a show in Houston. He said, 
hey, would you like to work a show in Austin? I'd never worked more. And I said, yeah, what is it? He said, it's Neil Diamond. I said, okay. And they said, meet us down at so-and-so's apartment down in Austin. That's where we'll get everything distributed. And I thought that was kind of weird because normally we would get together at the arena. But we go down there, and then they load us up with these shirts. And then I realize these aren't licensed by the promoter, by the concert or the arena. These are bootlegs. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. Wait, what's, what's the deal here? And, and they said, well, we're, we're only doing what's called the blow-off when the people leave the arena. So they've already left the arena. They're not taking any business away from anybody at all. You're just going to stand out near the corner. And I thought, I don't like this at all. But I, <laughs> I did not drive. I rode down with my buddy. And he said, come on, we might as well just go ahead and do it. So they, they load us up. Yeah, it's like a dozen shirts. And then you go back to this meeting point if you get, sell those out. We go and we stand on the corner. And I just got started. So all of a sudden, this huge roadie for Neil Diamond comes up and grabs me. He goes, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And I said, hey, we weren't inside the arena. We're just waiting. He said, that doesn't matter. You're coming with me. So he puts his arms around. He starts walking me. And I've heard all these horror stories about roadies beating up bootleggers <laughs> and all this stuff. And all I could think was, I got to get out of here. So I said, I said, hey, do you want to know where my partner is? He goes, yeah. And I said, he's right there. And I pointed right. And when the guy looked right, I took off left <laughs> and ran. And that guy must have chased me for 300 yards. I remember running down past the old Texas Tennis Center and running across a lot. So that's my most enduring memory, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it was the time I had escaped death prosecution when I was accidentally thrust into a bootleg shirt bending situation. <laughs> awesome. Craig, y'all had some broadcasting royalty there last night. You had uh, Vern Lundquist and um, Brad Sham. What was it like to spend that night with th those guys and take in the moment? Well, they're, they're wonderful people, and they're, and they're friends, mentors. Brad was my boss for seven years. In fact, Scott McConnell, the uh, media relations director for basketball, uh, called me when I was driving back. I was up in Arlington yesterday morning uh, emceeing uh, uh, Texas High School Coaches Leadership Summit. And Troy Aikman was there, and uh, Troy and I got to talking, and, and he asked me if I'd seen Brad lately. I said, I'm going to see him tonight. I know he's coming to the game because Fran Priscilla and Brad are pretty close, and Fran was working the tele. He said, oh, make sure you tell him hi, okay. And on the drive back, I, I get this call from Scott who said, hey, i got to put a special guest at your table. And I said, oh, this is Brad Sham, because I didn't think he'd mind. So Brad was there, and then we'd heard that Vern was coming with his wife, and uh, – our, our radio network had gotten them a couple of nice seats. So they were sitting in the seat and then Vern came around and, uh, and it was great. It was fun to talk to. I produced Vern's show that Vern and Brad did together back in the eighties called around the NFL, uh, a radio show. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, so I've known those guys obviously a long time. And Brad was my boss and, and remains a dear friend. It was great to see Vern again. So it was, it was a lot of fun. We had, we had a wonderful time. What was the feel in the building last night? I was curious because I know that there was a huge crowd and it, and it was loud. And But, I mean, was it more nostalgic? Was it more, uh, you know, competitive vibe? I mean, what, what, was, what was your take on, on, on the feel last night? I, I think it was a little of all of that, Tom. They, uh, you know, normally when there's been a sellout, there haven't been too many that, that such a cavernous building, which is part of the reason why they're – part of the reason why they're moving into the new Moody Center next year. It was really tough to sell that place out, 16000 For a long time, it was 16750 and then it was like 16300 But still, it was it, tough to sell that. But they've had three sellouts there this year, 
And prior to that, they had not had a sellout since the 2015-2016 season. So it had been a while. But normally when there's a sellout, there's a real uh, energetic vibe, rabid type of thing, you know, that sort of thing. There was that in moments. But it was more, I think people were came to take a look around at the old girl one more time. There were a lot of people. I can't tell you guys how many people wanted to know, hey, I wonder if there's anything I can take out of here, like a seed or a <laughs> clock or a, you know, they, if you want to rip stuff out, I'm like, dude, you got there's a women's game here Saturday. They're going to host first and second round NCAA tournament. And oh, by the way, those teams will not play the final ever basketball games at the Irwin Center. That honor goes to the Harlem Globetrotters, who will be on April second for two shows. So no, everything stays intact. You know, so it was it was that kind of thing, and it was kind of a lock up when you leave vibe, I guess, at the end. Now, a lot of people did not want to leave, even with the disappointment from the Texas perspective of the of the loss. There were a lot of people that still wanted, were kind of hanging around and taking a lot of pictures and stuff like that, taking it all in one more time. Craig, are there any high school games that stand out when you think about the Irwin Center? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can remember uh, one that comes to mind. This would have been, I think, 02, uh, doing a, doing a uh, state championship game with uh, Dallas Lincoln with a young man by the name of Chris Bosch uh, taking out Beaumont Ozen with Kendrick Perkins, who's now on ESPN. Uh, I can remember doing that. I remember calling a massive upset in 87 when Hillcrest High of Dallas had slipped in, pulled off a couple upsets, and, and got to the uh, state tournament, then shocked defending state champion Bay City with LeBradford Smith in the semifinals and then beat Cleveland to win the state championship. That comes to mind in 87. Uh, I can remember all the excellence of the girls' teams from Nazareth and the boys' teams from Snook. And, you know, there were a lot of a lot of great lower classification basketball. I cut my teeth in college as the quote-unquote play-by-play voice of the Crumb Bobcats. Uh, and, and they had a great run where they won three in a row in the 90s. So there was, yeah, there's a lot of those state tournament memories come to mind. Craig, thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, no, it we just we wanted to kind of get a feel of, of what last night looked like uh, from from your chair because we know how many how many events you've done in that building, and we just wanted to kind of see what uh, we were talking about it in a meeting yesterday. I wonder what it's going to be like. <laughs> well, let's find out. So, hey, we yeah, appreciate it, your time. It, yeah, Tom, it, it was great. We had, it, like I said, you know, from the Texas perspective, they wish it could have gone out with a win, but it was going to be a nostalgic, memorable evening, no matter the outcome, and that's what happened. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. All right. The uh, voice of the uh, the uh, Longhorns, rather, uh, Craig Way here on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but he he's like, well, an '87 and an '89, and and, I, and I'm like, what did I have for lunch yesterday? The the memory, the recall is is pretty remarkable. I can't do that. I don't know how he does. Can it. you Ward? I mean, do you remember? Yeah, I remember a lot of games that I've done oh, and, and, and and games that I've coached and things like that. Yeah, there's a couple of games that I can that you know because of the magnitude of the games and things. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a, a state championship game where uh, Mart beat uh, beat Boyd and and, and and Quan Cosby was just unbelievable in a driving mm-hmm. rainstorm up at uh, Pennington Field. I I can almost give you the whole play by play of that game. But there's not many. I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I can't. I can't recall jersey number. Ironically, I can, I can take you through the '70 Cowboys uh, and give you every, every. But I can't. I can't. You know, I can't tell you what I had for lunch yesterday. All right, it's eight forty-five. We're fifteen away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And again, we want to. We want to tell you about a place called Twisted Creek Ranch. That's not too terribly far from uh, Comanche and from Hamilton and. 
in Lake Proctor. And I don't know if you've never been to Lake Proctor. It's a beautiful lake. Got a great golf course there. Uh, they've got a sneak preview of, of, a, of a land sale going on. Saturday, March 19th, and Sunday, March 20th. Hey, look, 10 acres, 99.9. 1,200-square-foot barnuminium shell with 10 acres, only 159.9. And, again, it's a beautiful home site with a prime centralized location. And as we mentioned, just 20 minutes uh, from Comanche and Hamilton. Gated entrance, uh, county and private roads, Peaceful Creek uh, that uh, kind of meanders through the community. Low taxes. Uh, they've got camping, fishing, horseback riding, hiking trails, water sports, and man, it's, uh, again, it's near Lake Proctor. Perfect for a weekend getaway or, or perfect for a primary residence. Sounds like it sounds like a winner to me. Excellent bank and Texas vet financing. If you want to know more, let me give you a phone number. It's 877-333-9413, 877-333-9413, or you can learn more at Twisted Creek tx.com that's twistedcreektx.com it's twisted creek ranch baylor bear basketball with pat nunley and the voice of the bears john morris the bears close the regular season on senior day saturday hosting iowa state 4 30 for the countdown to tip off 5 p.m tip off saturday baylor men's basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwood Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin Williams is an equal opportunity employer, including disability and veterans. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. 
Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor jumped up seven spots to third in the latest men's college basketball poll. They celebrated by beating Texas and Austin 68-61. Gonzaga remains on top, followed by Arizona. Duke moves up to fourth with Auburn falling to fifth. The Baylor women also won on the road at Iowa State 87-62 to grab at least a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship. Not wanting to be a distraction, former Baylor head coach Art Browse has resigned as the offensive coordinator at Grambling four days after accepting the job. Baylor softball at home tonight for a doubleheader against Prairie View A&M. Glenn Moore's team has opened the season 8-5. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag. Game time. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward Gare, we're uh, we're glad you're with us here on a beautiful Tuesday morning. And our program is brought to you in part by Good Feet, First Lift Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and Big Boys Record Service. All right, uh, softball coming up today. There's a doubleheader. With Prairie View A&M, it begins at 3.45 with the warm-up, 4 o'clock for the first pitch over on our sister station, 101.3 Cool FM. And this afternoon at 3 o'clock on the John Morris Show, uh, head coach Glenn Morris is going to be a part of the program. Now, that is what I call a cool get when they're when they're an hour from the first pitch and the coach is going to come on your radio show. Hey, talk about some pool. Well, yeah. That's what happens when you're J-Mo. That's exactly. what I, you want to talk about swinging a big stick. That's John Morris right there being able to pull that one off. How about that? Pretty impressive. Yeah. And Coach Morris such a good dude. Uh but yeah, he'll be he'll be on with John today and uh, then they'll throw the first pitch at four o'clock. So I mean heck. Yeah. We don't know. I mean Coach Moore may have like a headset on from the third base coaching box and do and do some some commentating with with Dan Ingham this afternoon, I, you don't know he he has the, that skill set, you know that he can right. do he can multitask, he can flash those signs, you know the hit and run and all that stuff, and then you know maybe tell Dan, hey Dan, I think this would be a good time to go hit and run. I mean, you just you don't never know. Wouldn't that be a cool deal? So we ought to try that sometime. I've always wanted to do this, Ward. I've always wanted wanted to go down into the dugout, you know, late in the innings. Uh, maybe in the eighth or ninth inning of a blowout or something, and just do the last inning from the dugout. Just sit there and you know and, and call the game from field level <laughs> in the dugout. You Never. pick up some good information. I can, yeah, well, yeah, you better have an eight second delay too. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so, I don't know. All right, uh, wh- what did we learn today? We learn anything today? Uh, I think Baylor I, women are pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Baylor women are pretty good. Um, you were right. You said that Craig would say Kevin Durant. I thought maybe T.J. Ford, but yeah. Yep. And he was, it was a one-and-done dude, but, man, was he good, right? He was. He was really, really good. He, you know, and he's, is he the best player in the NBA? 
overall best player, complete player? I don't know. I Probably don't think not. So. I don't think so. Who would be? Overall best player? Mm-hmm. Who's the most complete player in the in the association? Uh, I don't watch it enough to give a sound answer. I know the most electrifying is John Moran. I can put that. I can say that. But as far as complete, I'm not sure. All right. Okay, that is, uh, is going to do it for us. Again, 345 for the warm-up, 4 o'clock for the first pitch, Baylor and Prairie View A&M. Uh, four games this week for Baylor softball, and ironically, both are doubleheaders. Got one uh, again today with Prairie View A&M. And again, it's a 345 warm-up at a 4 o'clock first pitch over at Getterman. Should be a great day if you want to take your radio and just go out to the park and you can listen to Dan call the game and, and, and just uh, take in some softball over at, over at Getterman at the uh, Turner Riverfront Athletic Complex. Should be a lot of fun. All right, we will do it again tomorrow, 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, John's coming up at 3, Matt Mosley's at 4, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship radio station for Baylor Athletics.